Hello and welcome again to another episode of Fat Love Talk. I'm your host, Zach, and this week we got a pretty good show for you. Gamescon happened this week. It's basically E3 in California, but in Germany. We got some indie stuff to talk about. We got some uh, Call of Duty news. We got uh, a lot of other stuff. We got 12 days till Spider-Man. Oh my God, that is crazy. I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to end it with one of my classic rambles. This one I'm going to title it called Life Finds a Way. Want to stay tuned for that one. I'm going to close out the show with that. Then we're going to end it right after that before the outro with a shout out. I got to give props, love to somebody. And I'll get to that. Without further ado, this is Fat Love Talk. I'm your host, Zach. I've already said that. You know that. Share this podcast with everybody you love, everybody you hate. Get it out there. Spread the news. Let's get into this. Let's go ahead and get some smaller news out of the way. Call of Duty World War II DLC 4 has been announced. It's coming out August 28th. First on PS4. Of course, because Master Console deserves it better than uh, <clears throat> Xbox Scrubs. No, I'm just playing. But really, though, it is first on PS4, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to have three really cool maps, a new uh, operation for their war, and then it's going to have the final chapter, the final installment in the Nazi Zombies. That is on World War II. I'm very excited for that. I love uh, this year's uh, Call of Duty Zombies because... They're really scary, really creepy, really fun. It's very engaging. I really want to play this one in particular because it says here that it is called Zombies Frozen Dawn. Frozen Dawn is a chapter title? Really? You're going to go with that? That's dope, okay? Just going to throw that out there. Now, I did want to say in other Call of Duty news, September 10th is right around the corner. Soon after Spider-Man releases, we're going to get the beta, the private blackout beta for the battle royale mode coming to call of duty this year on black ops 4 if you're not hyped you should be this is a game changer all right we got fortnite we got PUBG. we got all those other imitations of those titles but we don't have a call of duty specific grounded battle royale mode and we're about to September 10th is a defining moment. Battlefield 5 is going to come out with its open beta, um, I believe, on the 6th for everybody, the 4th for those who pre-order in September. Now, that being said, I do believe the beta for Battlefield 5 is going to be just the base game, not the Battle Royale mode that they have planned. But just throwing it out there, a lot of places, a lot of big places, mind you, are coming up with this Battle Royale business to make some bucks, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's smart from a marketing standpoint. I think it's smart from a strategy standpoint. And I definitely think it's smart from a player standpoint. Because when you think about like, oh, the Battle Royale formula, what can I use it for? What can I, Where can I go with this? If you thought of Call of Duty, if you thought of Battlefield, you would have been called a crazy person. No, nah, that's not happening. They don't conform to the rules. They make the rules. Whether that be a good or bad thing, you decide. But they don't follow the rules, and they don't follow, like, the popular opinion. Apparently, they did this year because they had to be working on this for the last three years, which means with Battle Royale finally getting really big in the last, like, year and a half, they had to already have started it, which 
let me remind you, says that they did it before Fortnite, which says it might even be better than Fortnite because I'm not a huge Fortnite guy and I'm definitely not a big PUBG guy. I've played PUBG on my phone like twice since I don't have an Xbox. It's all right. I've played Fortnite a handful of times. I have it on my Switch. I have it on my PlayStation. But let me remind you, Fortnite used to be PvE, not PvP. Now, if you don't know what that means, PvE is player versus everyone. It's their single-player campaign. You're taking on zombies inside the world, the storm, as they call it in the campaign. And you're building, you're defending, you're doing objectives. It's really fun. And then they had to go and make Battle Royale. Now they're like, it's free to play, and you can do all this other junk. They haven't made the PvE free to play yet, but I am going to say this much. I'm disappointed that I spent $90 on Fortnite, and I will never, ever make that mistake again, because I thought the PvE, the, you know, player versus a storm, was the main game. No. <sighs> they just thought that the, you know, Battle Royale would be a side project, but now it got so big they closed down all their other projects. You know, I had a friend who was... Um, Big into Paragon, got closed, got shut down. The same studio made Paragon, that was a MOBA. And uh, nope, no more, got closed down. Anybody who bought anything in that game with in-game currency, it got refunded to you. But uh, it's not like they're going to be like, oh yeah, let's go spend that on Fortnite because they probably got very disappointed that their you know, MOBA got closed down. Whatever. It's okay. I'm not going to complain too much about that. We were here to talk about Call of Duty at first, and then it got kind of sidebarred to a separate conversation altogether in itself. But I do want to remind you that the World War II, you know, uh, DLC pack for, for World War II is coming out on uh, the 28th this month. It's coming out soon. Be ready for that, because uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but uh, it's already uh, getting to that point now. we got like a week, and it'll be out. On console, whew, we're getting close. About two weeks till the beta. About a week and a half to the Battlefield Five beta. Let's transition. Twelve days till Spider-Man. All right, we're talking about coming up quick. Spider-Man coming up quick. I've been watching all these trailers. They've dropped some new ones at GamesCon. They've dropped some new ones just recently. They've got some gameplay. Some you know, like Peter Parker calling. Uh, Joe, Joe, whatever, Jameson, or... <laughs> I said that so wrong. <laughs> oh, man, I'm crazy. Um, anyway, it's a good trailer, good advertisement. Go check it out if you want to. It's really great. Um, if I could link stuff in my podcast, you best believe I'd be linking everything in the dibbly-doo below. Um, but I cannot do that, unfortunately. But if you follow me on Snapchat, you follow me on Twitter, you follow me especially on Twitter, or you follow me on my other platforms, and you're going to get all that information. I like to share stuff. I like to know stuff. If you follow me on my YouTube, and you look at like the videos I liked and the videos that I shared and stuff like that, you'll see all that stuff there because I check all of this stuff out. I'm not a big YouTube at home guy unless I'm checking out a few things or I'm trying to keep myself occupado. Um, but for the most part, I watch YouTube videos uh, when I'm out and about just kind of killing time. So that's exciting stuff. Um, Spider-Man, 12 days, just get hyped, get hyped for that. Now, I don't know if you follow Nintendo as much as I do, 
I follow the Nintendo Seconds podcast up here on Anchor. Shout out to that guy. Uh, you're cool. I like your podcast, and it's very informative. Uh, check him out if you want to on Anchor and Nintendo Seconds. He's on also iTunes like me and Google Music, Spotify, etc. Great podcast here on the platform, and I just like showcasing uh, great, great podcasts that I listen to. Also, Willing to Go Ham has a podcast called uh, Willing to Go Ham. Um, great show. Great. Check it out. And uh, so the indie showcase for Nintendo was on August 20th. Okay. They posted this like random 20 something minute video. They're like indie showcase. And it, it showed off some pretty cool indie titles. I'm just going to name a few because uh, they were also at Gamescom. A game called Baba is You. Wargroove, which Wargroove looks really cool, by the way. You might want to check that one out. The Gardens Between also is a really cool one. Uh, Moonlighter, Unruly Heroes. Uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed... Oh, man, that's a small font. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, uh, Planet Alpha, Everspace, and Nightcall, where you're just kind of like a detective and you're like driving around. It's, it's kind of like a simulation game, sort of kind of. You're just kind of your taxi driver and you're questioning people in the backseat. You go home at the end of the night and you like do your research to find the killer or whatever. It's pretty interesting. And a lot of these games were demoed um, at Gamescom this week in Germany. And... Uh, 22 minutes, okay? That's not a very long video, but it's long enough to give you some really good releases for indie titles coming out. And I will say this, just to be fair, Nintendo may have had an indie showcase to, like, premiere these titles, but they're also coming, a majority of them at least, as far as I know, because I've seen a lot of trailers saying this, um, are coming to also to PlayStation and et cetera, other platforms. So get hyped about that. I think the one that I'm going to want to play the most is Wargroove or the Gardens Between. However, with games from like indie developers, normally the Platinum is either really hard to get on the, on the PlayStation or really, it's either really hard or it's really easy. It's never an in-between. Like it's like, okay, we can maybe get this. No. So I want to look up the trophy list for some of these and if it doesn't look like the kind of game I want to take on the go that I want to play in the free time, then I might just pick it up on my PlayStation, grab the Platinum Trophy when I get home, and uh, go at that. But I do definitely want to check out at least a couple of these, a good handful, actually. Uh, speaking of um, games, let's go ahead and talk about how the next Nindy Showcase is coming up. So the Nindy Showcase for Nintendo did happen on August 20th, but they announced they're doing another Nindy Showcase on the 28th. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to take a moment of silence. Did you hear that? That was the sound of more Nindies just slowly coming up, slowly working their way towards the surface. Why? Because Nindies are taking over. Now, more than ever, you don't see these AAA titles, you know, coming up with trailers and gameplay and all that stuff. No, no, no. You see Nindies. All right. The small developers are getting their time to shine. Finally, 2018. This is a good thing. Okay. There are some fantastic Nindy titles. The EA Originals program is just really killing it, giving people who normally can't afford, you know, a studio budget to make games and letting them showcase their projects. Unravel. Fabulous. Unravel 2, fabulous. A Way Out, fabulous. And then the ones coming up soon, cannot wait to play them. These Nindy showcases, like I said, Wargroove, The Gardens Between, looking fabulous. Okay? I'm excited about what's to come. And a lot of games, oh no, they, they describe them as like 
Metrovania or, you know, Castlevania-esque or whatever. All right, there had to be a first to start the genre, to compare it to something. That's not a bad thing. To me, it's more a fact of, you know, if a game was good and it's compared some new game to it, that's great. That means that that game is the original, the standout, the kind of staple of that genre. So if something is Metroidvania or Metrovania or whatever, then that's a good thing because Metroid is a great game. Great game. I'm not very good at the originals, you know, on NES, Super NES, etc. But come on now. You got to admit props are deserved where they deserve to be. Now, the next Nindies showcase or Indies showcase, um, if it's just a regular indie show, they just call it Nindies because it's a Nintendo's Indie Showcase, so clever wordplay there. Um, the Nindies Showcase for August 28th, I'm not sure it's going to be in that. I haven't seen much, and I've been following Nintendo on Twitter. I've been following Nintendo on YouTube. I've been following Nintendo everywhere. Haven't seen anything to indicate that, you know, as of right now, at least, they might post something later, or they might just wait till the 28th, which is honestly what I would do. But we don't know what's going to be shown off, and I'm hoping that it's some good stuff. I already know a couple of titles are going to be like cool day one purchases if they're like less than 20 bucks because I don't really overspend on my budget unless it's like a $20 or less game. Then I can justify just snagging it. Um, that being said, we're going to move into a full segment for GamesCon because I wanted to talk about all the massive titles that they had going on. Let's go ahead and do that. So let's take a moment and let's talk about the meat and potatoes of this podcast, GamesCon. Okay, what is GamesCon if you don't know? Okay, I get it. You're out of the loop. Maybe you're a gamer, but you're not like hardcore, and you're just like, why are all these game demos coming out this week on YouTube? What's going on? Well, don't worry. I, Zach Love, Fat Love Talk, has you covered, okay? Don't sweat it. GamesCon is basically E3 in Germany. All right, now E3 is a big, like, summer gaming convention, right? Okay, GamesCon is where, like, okay, we've announced stuff at E3, because that's the big announcements, the reveal trailers. Now, GamesCon is where they either one of two things, reveal a new trailer with new content, or, better yet, and most likely, we get game demos. Like, we get actual gameplay in-engine or whatever working engine they have to show us how the progress on their game is going. And oh man, did we get a lot. Now, this is going to be a long list, so let me just go through the list of all the games at GamesCon. And this isn't even all of them. This is just a small list compared to what was really there. If you want the full list, you can always find this online. Again, if I could link it, I would. But here's just a short list. We have Super Mario Party, Starlink, which I want to talk more about, indie titles like the ones I mentioned from the indie showcase were shown at the floor, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, The Division 2, Darksiders 3, Battlefield 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Metro Exodus, Devil May Cry, Spyro the Remaster, My Hero 1 Justice, the My Hero Academia anime video game coming out soon. Very excited about that one. Biomutant finally got some like full-fledged gameplay. Resident Evil 2, the remake. Fallout 76 had some new content. Trials of Rising, the new sequel to Trials Fusion, got some stuff going on. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice got some good stuff going at the GamesCon. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that. World War Z had a fabulous, 
fabulous game demo at GamesCon. Dying Light 2 had some content. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan on watching it this week. And then lastly, Diablo 3 on Switch, which, by the way, on your Blizzard account or whatever, you, you link your Diablo 2 if you have it on the PlayStation or the Xbox or the PC. You can also use that save file to play it on the Switch so you're not starting a fresh character file unless you choose to. Now, I'm probably going to use my PlayStation file and get it with the Switch so that I can keep it updated. Um, but those are just a short list. I know. Very, very short list, right? <laughs> Not at all. That was a long list. But there were, there were just too many games to cover. And I did a super long E3 podcast uh, back uh, in July when I started this podcast for Fat Love Talk. Me and the homie Tyler did kind of a deep dive into each individual press conference. But because they don't have press conferences at GamesCon, they're just kind of showing more game demos, giving you time on the floor to play stuff, etc. There really wasn't a reason to kind of do a breakdown of everything. I guess I could have, but I just don't see it as necessary, especially in 2018. Um, maybe for next year, um, I'll do it. Um, just I just thought maybe just letting you all know about the games that were there is the big thing because I'm excited about this stuff. Look, okay. Let's break this down. Super Mario Party comes out in October. Looks to be the best Mario Party since Mario Party 8. Okay? This would make Mario Party 11. They're just not calling it Mario Party 11. Um, if you include the 3DS titles, it's probably like somewhere along 13 or 14. They've made a couple along the way. Um, the one on 3DS was actually pretty you know, decent. Um, you did travel by yourself, which was a big plus. Um, unlike Mario Party, like I think 9 and 10. Um... Eight was my favorite Mario Party so far that I've played up to date, and I just love the mini games. I love the the boards. I love all of it. Eight was really fun. So Super Mario Party using the uh, the screens to do like dual screen mini games, genius. Such a great way to keep the platform innovative and to use it to your advantage because the fact that your screens can communicate like that is just bloody brilliant. It's just like whoa, that's awesome. And you can mix up the minigames that way, change them up, do all kinds of stuff. I love it. Starlink. I think Starlink was a big underdog title. I think it comes out either September or October of this year, and I was going to give it a pass. I was like, meh, it looks okay. No, no, no. You don't understand. The game demo from, from GamesCon, phenomenal. This is probably an underdog Nintendo title that I am very much not wanting to sleep on. But unfortunately, my money is committed to Fallout 76 and Red Dead 2. So I'm not probably going to invest in this day one. But you can bet I will 100% buy this game down the road. And I am going to enjoy it. I'm going to play the whole thing as Fox McCloud. And I'm going to have a great time. There's seven fully explorable <laughs> worlds, planets. And I'm excited to jump into that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Let's talk about that for a minute. Look, Assassin's Creed is... At this point, everybody knows what Assassin's Creed is, okay? They've played it. They've experienced it. They know it. What they don't know is how much better it got since Origins. It has gotten a big overhaul. And there's supposedly... Rumor has it, and this doesn't go either here nor there. We'll see what happens next year. Assassin's Creed isn't releasing a new title next year in 2019. They're taking a year off. They're going to do the whole two-year cycle now. So, 2019 off, 2020 Assassin's Creed. 2021 off, 2022 Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't know about that. Honestly, I'm waiting for an Assassin's Creed set in China. 
Like, let's just be honest here. Japan, China, something like that would be dope. All right. Greece is extremely exciting. I love Greek mythology. So the fact that you get like, there's a game demo literally on YouTube right now where you fight Medusa. There's a teaser where you get to fight other mythological creatures. If that's true, mm, you don't understand. I already pre-ordered Spider-Man 4. Oh, Spider-Man 4. What am I saying? I've already, spider already pre-ordered Spider-Man 4, the PlayStation. And I, I, that's my single-player game for the fall, right? Wrong. I think I want to try to weasel away into pre-ordering Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't know. I'm going to look at my budget. But I'm going to try to see if I can fit it in because even though every Ubisoft ever since the dawn of time has gone on sale after like a couple of weeks or a month, I still want to pay full price for this one because Origins was 100% worth it. I platinumed Origins, 100% the DLC, and I've loved every minute of it. My Twitter is full of screenshots with the new photo mode they added. They're keeping photo mode in Odyssey, so I can't wait to do uh, some fun, crazy, maybe some nuts photos uh, maybe some battle photos, like I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, getting it. Pause. Let's take a photo real quick. Selfie. You can smash my face in after the selfie with your giant mace. Till then, pause, smile, freeze frame. Let's add a filter. You're looking good. Continue. Boom. I don't know. That's just me. I love Assassin's Creed. And the new photo feature is really, really great and a good way to share what you're doing in the game. Not to mention my YouTube's going to have a bunch of content on there as well. Um, if you want to follow that, <clears throat> Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. Anyway, The Division 2 is coming out, um, I believe, March of next year. There was another demo, and I I'm pretty convinced that they're doing a lot more with the second one than they did with the first one. The first one was kind of like a not worth day one by, but I did anyway, and I played with my friends, and it was a good time. I had a fun time. You know, anytime I'm playing games with the homies, I'm having a good time. But I probably should have waited on the division, especially now that it's on sale super cheap. And I do not have the platinum yet. <clears throat> so uh, I hope to get that platinum soon. We'll see what happens. Um, Darksiders 3, never played a Darksiders game. The demo was dope, okay? It looked really cool. But I haven't played a Darksiders game. So I have one I think that was free for PlayStation Plus a few months back. And I just haven't gotten around to playing it. We'll see what happens there, because if I end up playing that one and I don't like it, I might pick up Darksiders 3 down the road, but definitely not a day one buy for me, because I'm not a big Darksiders fan, because I haven't been in that before. Battlefield 5, I will say this much. It is going to probably be my purchase over Call of Duty this year. I know. It's crazy to think about. I loved Black Ops 3. Why wouldn't I get Black Ops 4? Because they changed everything. Flipped it on its head and said, let's try something new. Let's mix together what we had add Battlefield, and oh, uh, sprinkle in some Rainbow Six Siege. What do you get? Black Ops 4, where you now have specialists, you now have objective game modes, and you now have, well, they're already objective game modes, but they're like new objective game modes, and then they're experimenting with all this, this new stuff that's not Call of Duty, like Battle Royale, and they're just kind of trying something different, which is nice, which is a good thing. It's never... A bad thing to experiment. But at the same time, I don't know that they're going to be... Like, there are a lot of pre-orders already for Black Ops 4. Way more than Battlefield 5. So, I could be, like, tossing my theory out there into a minority opinion. But I'm probably going to be more objective based on Battlefield 1. Or Battlefield 5, rather, over 
Black Ops 4. That's just me, though, honestly. The next one we're going to have is Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, let me say something about this. Kingdom Hearts 3, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 2. I watched a friend play, uh, I think, half of it. But I've played the first one, and I've played Birth by Sleep. Um, as far as Sora's story goes, I don't know a lot. And the guy even said during the gameplay demo when they were interviewing him, um, the guy who was, I think, a, a lead designer or something like that on the project, he said you can enter this game and not have to worry about not playing uh, you know, one or two or knowing Sora's story. You can still have a good time playing this. And I'm like, that's a relief. But at the same time, I love games that I can be invested in that I know about and I kind of dive deeper into, which I'm pretty sure you can still do. But the demo was for the Toy Story world, which we already had revealed to us, but now we've got a gameplay demo. And it's so cool that you can swap between Keyblades now, their Keyblade abilities. You can seamlessly travel the world, which I'm assuming, they didn't say this, but I'm assuming makes the load time into the world a little longer. But outside of that, it, I, mean, I love the idea that you can be in Andy's room just chilling, and then you can jump out his bedroom window onto the, like, the garage sidewalk area and uh, the driveway. What am I saying? And just boom, seamlessly, no loading screen, no nothing. You're just, you're connected. Walk down the street, you know, to the house next door, seamless, connected. You're already loaded in. I think that's really cool. Uh, they're really working on a lot. 2018, man, gaming has gotten so advanced. It's gotten so much deeper. You know, the things you could put on a ROM that you, could, you couldn't, like 2008 even, you know, it's crazy. I love technology so much. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I never played the Metro games, but Metro Exodus looks dope. I own the first two, bought them on sale, and you know how I have like 200 plus games on my 8 terabyte hard drive. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. I plan to. I'll probably buy Metro Exodus after release. Um, I have a friend on my PlayStation list who I talk to who's like super into it. He said it's a day one buy for him. I'm going to try to get his takes, watch some videos, and, and who knows, after I get into Fallout and, and Red Dead, maybe I'll want to play something new and I'll buy March or whatever, whatever. I think this one comes out in February. I could be wrong on that. But by the time it comes out, maybe I'll have an itch for a new game and I'll want to pick it up. Devil May Cry 5, not even going to talk about that because I never played a Devil May Cry game, don't know anything about the franchise, and there's a big following for that. So this is not your source to get that information. I'm going to skip over Spyro, the remaster, because it's almost out. And there's not a lot of new stuff, just some levels they showed off. Biomutant looks good. I'll say that much. Biomutant looks good, but it doesn't look good enough to buy. Does that make sense? Let me explain. From a gamer's standpoint, the core game design, the core gameplay looks fun. If I had it in my hand, I was playing it like at you know, Gamescom, if I went to Germany for the convention and I was playing it in German, um, then I would probably have a really, really fun time. I'd say some positive things. I'd be like, yo, this game is great. All the competition it has, it's, it's not a contender for me, personally. Now, I think it got pushed to 2019, and there's no official release date yet. But unless it comes out in, like, I want to say early summer, then it's, it's going to have a hard time getting my attention or getting me to purchase it day one. A lot of games are fighting for the attention of their people. Like, I'm just going to skip ahead to World War Z. That game demo phenomenal like go check it out if you haven't watched it it was 22 minutes of phenomenal co-op four-player gameplay and it was wonderful 
I didn't think I wanted this game. I was like, nah, it's World War Z. Zombie games are overdone. It's whatever. The movie was meh. The book I heard was really good. I need to read it. Um, but I was just like, I'm going to pass. No, I saw that gameplay demo, and it completely changed my mind. It was so, like, diverse, which is a strange thing to say. But, like, there are three levels. Um, one is in Israel. One is in Moscow in Russia, and another one is in the U.S., and each level has, I think, like, three or four chapters, so it's got a story, but, like, you can play it over and over and over and use a different strategy every time, especially if you're playing with different people, with different loadouts and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, low-key. Like, that's really well done and well designed, and the, the zombie hordes, you know how they're much bigger, kind of like how you saw with the reveal of Days Gone, uh, the big, big hordes of zombies, you know, like, oh my god, how am I getting out of this? Those, they have to work well. A lot of the times you see those games and they don't like, the way they design them, the zombies don't respond as well, or they're just, the the interface just isn't well created. No, no, no. World War Z was phenomenal. The zombies worked well, like individually worked well and it was a well just that was the perfect games demo to put there like i was convinced um i'm going to skip over diablo sekiro fallout trials rising all of those because i've talked about them previously and i'll talk more about them really go in depth when they're closer to release when we have more information especially after i've played them because more than likely i'm going to buy a majority of those games um, I want to take a minute, though, and I want to talk about the Resident Evil 2 remake they're doing. Now, I watched a demo for this. It was a new level. Um, I haven't played Resident Evil 2, and it was... Let me just say this. <sighs> terrifying. That's a good word. Terrifying. They did a phenomenal job making these, like, creatures, zombies, whatever you want to call them, disgusting. They did a good job making them disgusting. And that's a, that's a good thing. That's a compliment. Because they're scary, okay? They look terrifying. They come at you, and they like this big thing with an eyeball on its arm just grab my, the head of the lady, and she was just squeezing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. And it's just, it really gives you a sense of fear. I need to buy a camera for my PlayStation because I want to play that one, like stream it with the camera, with my reaction real time. That's going to be horrifying. And I need to do that anyway with my scary games because uh, the reaction, I just don't like scary games very much because I get freaked out too easily and jump scares work on me and I'm just like, oh, it's embarrassing. But at the same time, it's fun as hell. Super fun as hell. And and Gamescon put out so much more than what I've told you. I've gone in depth, 17 minutes into games individually, the list, Gamescon, the definition, and there's so much more I could talk about. I'm talking about hours of content is already online on YouTube. If you just look up GamesCon 2018, you will see so many results. I implore you, if you're especially if you're a gamer and you're looking for some good games this fall, coming up in spring, maybe summer of next year, sprinkling sometimes in between, you'll want to check out this GamesCon that's happening in Germany this week. A lot of people, I'm surprised a lot of people who are gamers miss out on what GamesCon is. They're confused why stuff comes out all of a sudden in September, no, July, E3, September, Gamescon, Germany. Be there or be square. I was square this year because I had a job and I you know, had to be places at work, you know, doing my stuff. But next year, the year after, I really want to go to Gamescon. I want to go to E3. I want to go to conventions. I want to just 
be in there. I want to meet so many people who work in the like IGN industry and, and gaming and stuff like that. It, it just would be great. Todd Howard. If I could meet Todd Howard, that'd be dope. Like that'd be really cool. I'd be like, yo, never played Skyrim in my life, but I think you're cool still. When's Rage 2 coming out again? Oh, yeah. Not soon enough. Same with Doom. I need those in my life. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Let's move on to the last segment. The ramble, then the shout-out. I thought about it, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to push my ramble to next week's episode. Life finds a way. You could just simmer in anticipation for that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do my shout-out segment because I got some... Uh, some people I want to thank, some uh, uh, might even call them homies, uh, if you will. And uh, the first shout-out I want to give is to my nephew, Jaden. He's a little man. He uh, is my brother's, my oldest brother. He had his baby this year. And a uh, little man is uh, cute and a lot of fun to be around. And I got to see him for the second time um, this last week, Monday, Tuesday. And... Uh, it was just great. It was a good time, and he's a little cutie, and I love my nephew, and I want to give him a shout-out so in uh, like 10, 12, 15 years, when little man is able to like listen and talk to podcasts and whatnot, he sees his uncle is over here getting it, hustling hard, so I can spoil him. Uh, he'll be like, yo, you gave me a shout-out when I was like not even uh, a year old yet. And I'm like, yeah, little dude, of course I did, because you're the bomb. And you know what, Jaden? You are the bomb. And you know what? You're going to come back and listen to this and be like, yo. I got the coolest uncle. I got the coolest fam. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Or whatever slang you have in the future, in the year 20, oh, God, the year like 2028. 20, that's, that's crazy to think about. The slang will be different. I'm going to be old. Well, I'll be like 35, but whatever. I won't be old. I'll just be older. You know, if you call me old at 35, you're crazy. But I digress. Love you, little dude. I want to give you a shout-out. Next person I want to give a shout-out is to my homie Tyler, his podcast is not going yet it's coming so stay tuned for that but his youtube channel he's killing it all right he's got two of them he's transitioning from one to the other or i'm not sure exactly what he's doing per se with that but um his channel is posting some content i'm streaming on alpha phenomenon gaming but if you look carefully you'll see that he also is in my streams and has his own content he'll post little tidbits like bonus videos where he has his perspective on stuff in games that we're playing together during my streams and sometimes not even during streams during just regular gameplay sessions where I don't stream uh, you want to check it out it's going to be at razorblade so it's x razor r a z r underscore b l a d e x all right look for him he's the homie or you can just hit me up on all my platforms. You can find me on Twitter, The Paper Penguin. You can find me on Instagram at Z-A-K-L-U-V underscore 145. Look for the sexy man in the photo. You'll find me. I know I'm full of myself, but that's okay. High confidence is a good confidence. Find me on Snapchat, P-H-A-T-L-O-V-E. That's fat love, one word. And last but not least, of course, I mentioned this before, but my YouTube channel is Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. If you listen to this podcast on Anchor, I appreciate you. You heard the song at the beginning of the song. You're probably thinking to yourself, what is this? That is the song that they used to announce Fallout 76 in the game demo or game trailer uh, back at E3. So that being said, 
I'm going to put it again after this because I like that song from one and two of the playlist <laughs> that I tweeted out was just like this song 10 times for Fallout Hype. <laughs> it was so funny. But it's a good song, great song. And if you like it, hit me up for more gaming music because I have a good inventory of gaming music. Doom has an awesome hardcore soundtrack. Love that soundtrack. Um, really gets your blood pumping. You know, like you know, really, it's a headbanger. But I digress once again. Thank you so much for listening to Fat Love Talk. Another week, GamesCon. What's going on? I'm excited. See you guys next week. Keep it fresh. Peace out. <laughs>